0: Hey guys, I just wanted to go over the rules of the TFR Holiday Giveaway before we get started with the episode. So there are two tiers for prizes for the holiday giveaway, and if you want to know what those prizes are, you're going to go to our Twitter page, at Batpod, and if you look at the top of the page, pinned is the official TFR Holiday Giveaway post, and that will have the list of all the prizes. Now, how you enter for the Tier 1 prizes is you go to that official post I just mentioned, you're going to like, retweet, and reply to that post with a picture or a GIF of your favorite version of Batman. And for the two grand prizes, what you're going to do is leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and then you're going to screenshot that that review, and you're going to post it on Twitter and tag at TFRBatPod now if you're um, a listener that doesn't have Twitter and you want to enter for the grand prizes you can just leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast and you can send that screenshot to our email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com now guys this uh, this giveaway is unfortunately only valid for listeners in the continental United States and the hosts are obviously not eligible to win the prizes. Uh, The winners will be announced on our Christmas episode and then post it on Twitter soon after, and you will have 10 days to claim your prize via email or DM. So, guys, I hope you enjoy this episode, and I really hope a lot of you enter, because I really I'm really looking for some competition in our TFR holiday giveaway.
1: Have we started the fire? Yes! The fire rises!
0: Welcome, citizens of Gotham, to The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast focusing on all things The Dark Knight and his world. If you'd like to connect with the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And if you have thoughts, questions, comments, or maybe even suggestions for future episodes of the show, you can reach us by email at TFRBatPod at gmail.com. My name is Eric Carter, and I am your host, and we are we are past the Halloween season. Spooky season is, is over and done with. We're getting into the holiday season now. We've got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. But we have to go back a little bit in time because uh, we have to give our wrap-up of Titans Season 3. We have not covered the finale yet, so that's what we're going to do today. And when I say we, I mean myself— and my partner in crime, my regular co-host, the other half of TFR, Mr. Joe Fornerado. Joe, welcome back. How are you?
2: It is good to be back to talk Titans. It's been weird having uh It's been a. It's been a few weeks. It's been a long time since we've gotten to talk about Titans. I've had some some weeks to think about the finale, and uh, yeah, it's you know Halloween's over, but we get to talk about Scarecrow.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So there's a little bit of carryover from the spooky season, but I'm not going to lie to you, Joe. I'm, I'm kind of, and this is weird because of the circles we run in and how excited everybody is for Halloween and things like that. But you know, my wife has been out of town. She is in California on a training mission with, with the army. So uh, this year's Halloween was a little different for me. It was, I was doing the bachelor thing, so I didn't have as much fun with Halloween this year. Um, so I'm a little, I'm a little glad we're putting it behind us. Although I really enjoyed, uh, our Halloween episodes, uh, having Brendan Lowe and Ryan Lauer was really fun. Uh, did, did you enjoy those episodes as much as I did?
2: Yes. Yeah. I had a lot of fun talking with them guys and, and I mean, we hear those guys all the time and I mean, we've, we've been lucky enough to talk to Ryan a couple times on the show and on his show, but it was, uh, it was fun to finally actually speak to Brendan for me. and um. Yeah, it's it's funny how you you listen to these guys all the time and then you you talk to them and you feel like you've you've been talking to them forever. It's it's nice. It's nice to be able to be in this group and and get to associate ourselves with these people.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how was uh, how was Halloween for you? Are you are you happy? It's uh, it's here and gone or are you kind of missing it? How Where's your well, where's I, your I mean, Halloween.
2: Yeah, I mean Halloween for me, you know, I got the, the two kids, and my my son obviously is too young, but we we dressed up as uh, as the Toy Story gang and and went trick or treating. I was Buzz Lightyear, and my little one was Woody, and my daughter was Bo, my wife was Jessie. We had a a lot of fun on Halloween itself. But as far as Scarathon and all that goes, listen, I'm I'm not the biggest horror guy. I have a lot of fun with it to an extent. I mean, I I, I appreciate more of the the horror comedies and the spoofs and stuff like that. But I think because the last few years we've started it early, I kind of get worn down by the time Halloween gets here. And I I feel like I'm watching stuff out of obligation more than I want to. And mm. at some point I'm I'm ready to just get back into the the normal film viewing. Like I, you know, I finally got to watch Dune because I was putting that off until after Halloween. I got to watch uh Zack Snyder's um army of thieves. So like I'm get I'm getting back into the, for lack of a better term, the regular films. And it's been a little refreshing to do that.
0: Well, October was packed as well. I mean, this was not a normal October. We had so many new movies coming out. I mean, we had no time to die and Venom and Dune and all those things. So yeah, it was, it was a little tough to get in all the new stuff and then do Scarathon at the same time. So it's at, at some point I was like, screw it, I'm not trying to compete with anybody. I'm just gonna get them in where I can. So, <laughs> that was...
2: and I, I should correct myself too. I said Zack Snyder's Army of Thieves. Zack Snyder did not direct Army of Thieves. I um, but he he was the producer and unfortunately I cannot pronounce the actual director's name. Um, but uh, yeah, I am aware that Zack did not direct it.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to try that. But since you brought it up, um, we've both seen Army of Thieves. So real quick, what did you think of Army of Thieves?
2: Oh, I enjoyed it. I, I don't think it's anything like, you know, to, you know, go crazy over. I think it was a really fun film that added to that world a little bit and had some fun stuff in it. I really do like the character of uh, of uh, Dieter. Uh, Dieter? I can't even say his simple name. Um, but Ludwig Dieter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I really enjoyed that character and um, the rest of the cast was really fun. it was just, that's really the the word I have for it. It was a, it was a fun heist movie that added to that world. And I, I look forward to getting more films in that franchise.
0: Mm-hmm, I agree. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with Dieter. Um, I, I like, like you said, I don't think it was anything groundbreaking, but it was really fun. And that's what I was looking forward to in the movie. I really loved the Dieter character in army of the dead. And the only thing I'll say is I loved seeing him again. His little origin story is back, his background. I loved seeing him again, but it kind of made me sad at the end because I knew Dieter died in Army of the Dead. So,
2: Yeah, I've heard that there's a little bit more to that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens oh. going forward. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, well, we it's see. one of
2: those things where I've only seen headlines. I didn't actually click on anything, but I know there's some uh, – apparently Zach has commented on some stuff with Dieter's fate. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, we will. Um, but yeah, let's let's get into Titans. So we did get the Titans season three finale, and that's uh, we're going to talk about that first and foremost, and then we're going to get into our overall thoughts of season three. Um, so as as I have for all the other episodes, uh, let's get into the synopsis of the finale. And that was episode 13, and it was titled Purple Rain. And the synopsis here is that Argus agents led by V, rescue Barbara. Joined by Tim, the Titans reunite. After detonating one explosive, Crane threatens to set off the other bombs if the heroes are unable to solve his clues. Dick instead directly attacks Wayne Manor with Gar, Jason and Tim, who help deactivate the explosives and capture Crane. The remaining Titans turn to the Lazarus pit uh, turn the Lazarus pit into rainfall that resurrects those killed by the first bomb. Bruce returns to Gotham, where Jason make am- makes amends with him before departing. Connor helps design a new ship for Blackfire, who bids farewell to him and Corey. Leaving the team to find Don. Donna is asked to join Argus. Tim accompanies the Titans as they return to San Francisco in an RV. Before leaving, Rachel destroys Crane's sanity with the pit's dark magic. Okay, Joe. So it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, we we got it. You've seen the episode, I think, since then. I have not. So it's going to be a little little bit fuzzy. But overall, what did you think of this year's finale?
2: So, yeah, I, I watched it once the day it came out, and then I just kind of had it on in the background when we were talking uh, earlier. And it's I it gave me what I wanted in a conclusion.
1: Mm-hmm
2: it it wrapped up the season really nicely uh i you know we got some good action we got some really nice character develop um, character development character I, I i mean character moments character wrap-ups i a lot of great uh, even some good humor between the characters i overall i really enjoyed it i do i have nitpicks and things that i probably wasn't crazy about absolutely um, but as far as Titans finales go, where I think most people's expectations were pretty low, I think it's hard to deny that this was the best finale as far as a season wrap up we've gotten from Titans.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, the finale, just, just for full transparency, is not my favorite episode of the season. But I do think it's a very good finale for the season. I think it's the best one they've done. um. And, you know, the, there's all the talk about both of the first two seasons of Titans where uh, they can't stick the landing. They can't stick the landing. I think they did here. Um, I think so far as the narrative and the story they were telling all season, I think they tied everything up and and, and did it pretty well. There are some nitpicks, of course, um, but. But yeah, it, so far as um, season three of Titans, I thought this was a fitting end to the season, and it just excites me even more that we're getting a season four. I can't wait to see where the Titans go from here, where they're where they're going now that they're going back to San Francisco, and yeah. So so overall, I was I was pretty happy with with this finale. But let's get into it. Um, so with the with the beginning of the episode, I think I texted you this uh, when I started watching it. Um. I really like V Uh, the character of V is, is awesome. And I loved finding out uh, that she was a Argus agent Mm -hmm. and I loved that she is kind of in this episode. She, she seems like an almost Amanda Waller ish character, but she's a lot nicer friendlier than, than Amanda Waller. So what did you think of, of V?
2: Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that Amanda Waller angle until you just said it, but you're absolutely right. She does come across as like a nicer Amanda Waller and she doesn't say her name. <laughs> so she kind of leans into the whole like, oh, you like the name V? We'll go with V." Mm-hmm. Um, I I love the character. She's been a lot of fun the whole season. So to see that she had this bigger... You know part to play was was great and to see her just be this badass at the end that was really keeping an eye on everything since day one and you know we also get that Roy Harper name drop which I had to look up like if there was any history with Roy Harper and Argus um, I couldn't find anything hmm. uh, I think it's cool that maybe in this you know in this Titans timeline that maybe as uh, Roy got older he you know took a big part in Argus which is pretty cool. Um, they've named dropped him a few times in the last two years. I think it's only been season two and three. Um, so I'm hoping they're leaning towards that for next season, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? But yeah, I, I love the character of V and I, I thought it was a really cool way to, to, you know, have some, some help for the Titans.
0: Yeah. And I really like Karen Robinson. I don't know if you've ever seen her in anything before, but, um, have you seen Shits Creek?
2: Uh, no, I think you told me to watch that like last year and I never got around to it, but Yeah, I did so, not know that she was on that. So
0: that she is, she is a awesome character in Shits Creek. Uh, it's one of my wife and I's favorite shows it's over with now, but that's one we really love to watch together. We still go back. It's kind of like the office. Like we'll mm-hmm. just go back and watch random episodes that would, <laughs> that we really like. Um, but Karen Robinson is hilarious in the show. She's very irreverent and, uh, she's <laughs> kind of a potty mouth, but she's, she's hilarious in the show. And I was glad to see her here. Also quick plug real quick for you, Joe. There is a awesome Christmas episode of Schitt's Creek. And I know, I know you're, you're (laughs) really into the Christmas viewings.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely into the, especially the television, whether it be sitcoms or anything. Yeah, I'll definitely. uh, All right. So maybe I'll have to add that to the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But moving on. Um, So we get the Titans reunite here and and we get the, like kind of the big meaty um, point of Scarecrow's whole plan here with the bombs. So, so far as the the bom- uh, scarecrow threatening to to kill all these people in Gotham with all of these bombs, what did you think of of Crane's final plan here?
2: Um, it was fine. it's you know it's it's a villain plot. It's a pretty standard villain plot. Uh, mm-hmm. you know I don't think there's anything special, but I don't think there's anything really to complain about. It's just a means to an end for the season. I mean it's i it's fine. Like, I <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think the bigger issue, All right, this could be one of my big negatives for this season. And this is weird because I don't find it as a negative in a performance or character. I think having Crane be the big bad of this season
1: mm-hmm.
2: was less interesting to me Than having Red Hood be the villain for the full season. And I think it was, I think it was good storytelling Mm -hmm. to have the arc for Jason. But I also just, that's maybe what made the finale not my favorite episode was because by this point, Jason is already to to an extent redeemed enough. And... I guess I was less interested in a typical scarecrow villain story with the Titans. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense?
0: It does. Um, I I will say I'm very torn on Crane because I think the the actor that that portrayed him did a fantastic job. So far as villains go, I thought he was was great in the role. Um, And I thought he brought a lot of uh, creepy factor to it. I, I do agree with you, though, that I think his his ultimate his ultimate involvement was a little disappointing because he really he he was and he wasn't Scarecrow. They didn't they didn't embrace Scarecrow uh, like I think they did um, how they embraced uh, Deathstroke in season two. Yeah.
2: it almost is. it's just vanilla to me. It's just very vanilla where and they almost kind of call it out too. where they're basically like. He's just doing the same thing he did. He's treating, I think Barbara says he's treating me and you like he would Bruce and my father. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like they're calling out the fact that he's not doing anything special. He's just a psychopath that is doing the same thing he always does. Where, I'm okay with that because the story isn't about Crane. The story is about Jason overcoming his fear and the Titans working together to solve a problem. So, I think they could have maybe done it in a better way, but I'm not going to tell them how to do it in a better way because I, I was still entertained. It was still about the Titans. It wasn't about the villain and crane worked to get Jason to where they wanted him to be for the story.
0: Yes. Um, I, I will critique the, the whole bomb scenario that he set up. I do think that was a little too just standard villainous. Yeah. The bombs in Gotham. I think, I think where they could have leaned more into the scarecrow motif is if he was releasing fear gas all over the city and what was happening was, you know, it was causing um it kind of like uh, Arkham Knight the way that starts is it's causing the citizens of Gotham to fear each other and kill each other.
2: I think Well, I took it as that's what the bombs were. Was I mistaken? They're just regular bombs?
0: It, it was – they didn't lean all the way into it because, I mean, okay. some of it was just these people died in the explosion.
2: Yeah, or it was like this almost like zombified thing or – yeah. Yeah, I,
0: so there was a little bit of it, but I don't think they really embraced it. I, is, is, I think, my thing. Um, and I
2: think that's – that's, I think, a big criticism I have of most TV series or streaming service shows. They leave too much to be wrapped up in the finale mm-hmm. where – it's hard to wrap up 13 episodes in one 45 minute episode. It's okay to wrap some things up in episodes 11 and 12. So, but a lot of shows just feel they can't do that for whatever reason. They don't want to do that. They don't want to have like, like they couldn't have crane be defeated in episode 12 because they would what are you going to do in 13? So it's, I almost feel like they always rush the wrap up.
0: Mm-hmm. But I will say, I think, uh, I think they did a good job wrapping up Crane pretty early in the episode. I mean like they were done with the Crane situation pre- almost halfway through the episode.
2: Yeah. And that's what I mean is like we've built to this so long mm-hmm. and then he wrapped up halfway through the episode just to make sure we wrap up everything else, which I wanted. I I was more interested in the stuff after. And I I,
0: I was more interested I, in the Titans. So that that worked for me.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But I also think that's kind of, I don't want to say that's a negative, but it kind of is. Like, I should be more, I wish I was more into them defeating Crane. But I guess because I was so into the Titans and so into the Red Hood stuff, Mm -hmm. Crane almost felt anticlimactic. And again, I know it sounds pretty negative for us to be talking like this, but that is my big nitpick of the season. And I'm with you. I liked his performance, I like Crane as a character. But when you start with Red Hood and the Red Hood stuff was so good early on in the season, and I know we're kind of getting into the wrap up idea here, too, but. It almost made the crane stuff a little underwhelming by comparison.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think I disagree, um, but I what I really did enjoy um, is that it, it is seeing the Titans work together, because I think they did that really well in the in the finale here. I think one of my favorite scenes, and it's the it's next up on our list here, is uh, the the Wayne Manor scene with Gar, Jason, and Tim working together to uh, to kind of to deactivate the bombs, mm-hmm. with Nightwing kind of being the you know the the leader from afar and kind of giving them you know the instruction, mm-hmm. without taking over you know because Gar and Tim really were the two here, um that were that were working this out on their own while. You know, Jason kind of ran distraction, yeah. and I thought that really worked. I thought that was a cool, cool little sequence.
2: Yes, this sequence is probably my favorite too. Um, I can't say enough good things about the cast of this show. I mean, oh, I know great. everyone like everyone likes to pick on Crean, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not that guy. I, I like him, but the cast of the Titans is just incredible, and Blackfire this season has been just amazing i'm you know not to jump the gun with her i know i like to jump around a lot <laughs> but i i love the fact that she didn't turn i i really enjoyed her this whole season and i yeah the the cast of this show is it's bread and butter
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i agree um so now moving into the the whole lazarus pit and rainfall uh that they that they kind of um morphed the lazarus pit into these healing waters quote unquote and use those to to resurrect the people who had, who had died in the in the bombing Real so
2: quick, what did you yeah. think of the 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 scene with connor drawing the picture and they're like yeah we just came up with that <laughs> I, lo- I don't know why but i loved connor's like connor's little like boyish innocence there where he's like yeah but i drew it on the board
0: yeah, yeah, that was great.
2: <laughs> that was some really good character uh, comedy from from Connor and the and the other characters. I, 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 it's a stupid little scene, but I thought that was really fun.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I that that did make me chuckle. So I'm glad you brought that up. But I, you had made a comment, I think, about the Lazarus Pit thing. So what did you think of of that whole scenario?
2: It's one of those things where we've talked about a lot. Where if something isn't necessarily what I might have wanted. I try to think, okay, but how else could they have done it? Why did they do it this way? Because I think it is maybe convenient or maybe even a little cheesy, but it's a cool way for them to come up with a way to use Raven's powers and also use Starfire and Blackfire and Superboy to kind of unite their powers to come up with a way to fight someone like Scarecrow. And we hmm. talked about this earlier on where, how were you going to have something that all the Titans could have trouble fighting Scarecrow with or Jason with, like when, when we thought Jason was the main villain, like if you have all the Titans go up against Jason, he'll be, he'll be destroyed in you know two seconds. So it was a cool way to get them all to have a, a purpose to work together to defeat crane. And I, that's where I can learn to, um kind of put myself in check with something i might not be crazy about because it makes it work as far as a storytelling perspective more than just might not be something i'm crazy about
0: yeah i i thought it was very comic booky um which it is a comic book show so that it, it tracks uh but you know there's those there's those Instances when you're reading comic books and you see something and you're like, ah, well, that's convenient, but that's it's a comic book story. So, you know, you kind of have to go with it. And I think for me, the bigger one, uh, the, the kind of more sticking point for me was Connor designing the new ship for Blackfire. And it's like, oh, OK, well, that's convenient that they can just build that, you know, <laughs> so
2: that that's one of those things where you hear people in a negative way say Titans sometimes can't get out of their own way. Where I feel like they they had Connor destroy the ship just to have Blackfire have this great character moment. It is a good character moment for Blackfire, but they like it they kind of went really far to get to this character moment where they had Connor destroy the ship just so Blackfire could have this moment to tell Starfire, like, no, he acted selfishly. Some of us do have to act selfishly to get what we want because we've had these problems and blah, blah, blah. And, and then they just conveniently build the ship again. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) get it. Okay. It's a little meandering, but I, I watch the show for the character moments. So if they have these weird convenient things to get to these really great character moments, I admit I am forgiving. I, I enjoy the show. I enjoy the cast. I enjoy the action. So I don't expect the show to be perfect. And I know it's not, but I I just enjoy it, so I am I am much more likely to go with things on this show.
0: Mm-hmm. And that one thing we've talked about uh, over the course of the season, and especially after that interview came out um, from Alan Richardson after the you know the whole underworld uh, episode where they where Donna and Tim were dead and Hawk helped bring them back. One thing we talked about from that interview that Alan Richson had is they're, you know, they're they're trying to focus on a smaller cast of characters. And I think as you watch this season it becomes glaringly obvious that they're working towards that because at the end of this episode we have several characters who seemingly are leaving the fray. Mm. And I don't know if if that stuck out to you, but I think they found a way to to move Donna off of the page because she's now going to find Don, which we haven't seen Don since episode three Mm -hmm. um, or episode four, excuse me. Uh, And then, you know, we obviously don't have Hawk anymore and it looks like uh, Jason is going off to do his own thing. Uh, So it it definitely appears to me that they're refocusing on which characters they're going to give time to. Did, Did you think the same thing or am I off base?
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, I don't even know if it's to cut down. I think it's diverting. I think you're right there because like this season, despite Donna not being there for a while, she got some really good moments this season. So, and we always say how Gar tends to be the one that's kind of short changed. Mm -hmm. And I, I think he had some great moments in the finale. And I think they're hopefully going to make him and Rachel be, again, the focal points next year. I think Rachel had some great scenes this season. Once we got to her, I thought she was great. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, Tim is going to be a focal point next year, we assume. Um, Oh, yeah,
0: because I think everybody assumed he was going to suit up this season.
2: Yeah, I think as the season went on, I assumed he wasn't going to. But Mm -hmm. when he was cast, I think we all assumed he would. But I kind of pr- – I prefer that they didn't do that because I think there was enough going on, and it wasn't about that. I think it would have been forced if they did suit him up at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean the farther we got along, I agree with you. I think if if you'd have put him in the suit at the – in the finale, it would have felt rushed. So mm-hmm. I like that they're taking their time to develop, him as a character. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, I agree. That's it.
0: Okay. Um. So yeah – uh, so far as Jason, uh, let's talk about Jason for a second because he was obviously one of the big bads of the season, and we we questioned whether they they were going to be able to redeem him. So with his whole scene of of kind of making amends with Bruce at the near the end of the episode, what did you think of of ten, or excuse me, Jason's overall ending here?
2: I think that is the stronger point of the season and definitely the finale. I think we talked about this. Like, I, I think it was the end of episode 12 where, you know, Dick says, you're never going to be, you'll never be a Titan. Mm-hmm. And that was the best thing for me was that he's not going to be redeemed, but he's going to help if he can for this conclusion. And again, it's been a while since we watched the episode. It's I'm a little fuzzy, but his conversation with Bruce, um, some some more great work from ian glenn as bruce and i like their conversation and if i remember correctly bruce wants him to stay but jason says like he can't Mm -hmm. um bruce does feel like he failed jason
0: which tracks with bruce wayne because i I mean jason is bruce wayne's ultimate failure so i mean it's still even in this show uh as different as Bruce Wayne's portrayal is it's still Jason's alive but he is still Bruce Wayne's biggest failure so they all have to kind of um just i guess carry their carry the ball forward from here knowing that it that Jason is still a, a very damaged character and he knows himself I th- and i think the uh, the conversation with Dick Grayson that you just brought up even reinforce that more for jason that he cannot continue to be a part of of either one of the he can't be a part of the bat family and he can't be a part of the titans he's done too much to go back now
2: and not only that like i always say with these if you're going to tell a story tell a story that hasn't been told yet why tell like everyone wants it to be comics accurate and i get that but i love the fact that in this iteration Jason and Bruce have that conversation and Jason flat out asks Bruce, and again, it's been a while, so please correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't Jason ask him, like, did you kill Joker for me? And Bruce says, yes. Like that's mm-hmm. that's never happened before. So in the comics, that's the biggest reason why Jason is mad at Bruce. Where here, it's a different perspective from Jason because he, he actually says thank you, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. And that's something I think that it's good storytelling in this version. And I think that's what people have to remember is this is not the comics. You have to remember that this is a unique tale. It's almost like, like when I watch I've said this at nauseum, but when I watch things like this, I consider all of this stuff else worlds because it doesn't yes. affect what I read in the comics. So I put myself in, in Bruce Wayne's shoes here because we, we saw that awesome scene, that flashback scene earlier in the season where, um, Bruce tells him he is his son, you know, and what in the hell would you do if someone murdered your son? I mean,
2: I said that (laughs) in that episode, like I,
0: yeah. So I I, I think you have to take your Batman sensibilities
2: out of it and
0: just see this as how put yourself in the character situation. And what do you think you would do? So, While this, and this obviously isn't my preferred Bruce Wayne or Batman, I really like the performance, and I like what they did here.
2: Well, because even though this might not be our preferred Bruce Wayne or Batman, it's not a Batman show. It's a Batman-adjacent show, and his character being the way it is helps provide support or, you know, just – it helps move the other characters in the direction the show wants them to go, and – also, listen, if you don't like the way this is happening, you're allowed to not like it. I have no problem with people saying, ah, you know what? I wasn't crazy about the way Bruce was handled." it. That doesn't mean it's bad. There's a difference mm-hmm. between I wasn't crazy about it or that's bad writing. Bad writing is not just <laughs> because you think they got the characters wrong. No, they're not. They're not required to write these characters how you want them written. Mm-hmm. And Again, you there is no problem with people saying, you know what, that's not for me. It's it's not the way I would have liked the character to be written. It's not the way I like these characters to be portrayed. There is nothing wrong with having that opinion. I just don't like when people turn that into, oh, that's terrible writing. Yeah, I I agree.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, um, moving on further into the episode uh so far as kind of the ending here with with the team kind of going all their own ways we've got blackfire going back to tamarin we have uh we have the team going off to san francisco we have don going to or donna going to find don those names are too similar (laughs) (laughs) um and then of course we have tim who it kind of, they tease for a minute that he wasn't going to go with the Titans, and then mm-hmm. of course Dick Grayson invites him to onto the RV to go to San Francisco. So with the with the team splitting off and and the the core team going back to San Francisco, uh, what what did you think of 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 kind of the wrap up here?
2: I mean, this is to me this was the this was the part of the episode that they had to land, and I think they did. I think mm-hmm. all of this stuff works really well and i love that uh, the other thing we didn't mention either is tim's moment with his parents was really a great moment um them giving him their blessing to stay in gotham because gotham needs him i think and that's a part of the comics that is is pretty important tim's relationship with his father in the comics mm-hmm. was very was always very evident and i know his mother is killed very early on and then his father later on but a long part of robin's comic was him trying to be robin and also you know have a relationship with his father and so it's nice to see that they did do that here with with a great relationship with his family um as far as the other stuff with the wrap-up i mean this is you know i i appreciated everything because like you said they they finished the episode halfway through basically is when the crane stuff is pretty much done. And then the rest is all the character stuff, tying up everything from the season. Do they leave some stuff a little? Um, I think they, one of my biggest complaints was the, what was the character's name that we talked about having like a big part to play in Jason's redemption. And we haven't seen her.
0: Oh, uh, Molly.
2: Well, yeah. Molly was kind of like just left by the wayside here.
0: She was, you know, and I didn't even think about that, but you're right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was. that's that's one of my bigger complaints, and I will kind of critique that. I don't think it's that big of a deal, though, because I wasn't that interested to begin with. But I will say that might be a little bit of a an editing issue where they might have edited something out. Or I, I feel like that was a thread that was just kind of left away. But again, if they're going to leave something, I'm OK with that being the thing they left because I was much more interested in everything else going on. Yeah, but yeah, do you do you remember how we even left her?
0: I don't, and that's I will Neither bring I. up when we when we talk about uh, the the overall season in a few minutes. I will bring up another loose end that I think they left untied. But um yeah, I agree with you. Molly was <laughs> Molly was kind of left at the wayside.
2: Yeah, but as far as the the other stuff with going to San Francisco, and I love I saw someone um, someone made the comparison of Dick, where he traded in the. Porsche was it in season one for the van. And now he's got the RV to go cross country. Like it's Dick Grayson being Dick Grayson. He is practical. He he's not Bruce. You know, they have this big jet and he's like, no, we're going to take the RV. Like, I, I love that side of Dick. And I think I love this portrayal of Dick Grayson. People could say whatever they want about Bruce Wayne. This isn't a Bruce Wayne show. I I love Dick Grayson in this show i really oh. do i think the the evolution of his character from season one has been excellent
0: oh brenton thwaites is dick grayson for me yes i mean it, since season one i just i have really loved what brenton thwaites brought to the role and he for me he is my definitive dick grayson and nightwing yep. so uh but yeah uh, now where we entered it i I haven't got your thoughts on this but I I really want to know what you think of Rachel kind of breaking uh Crane's mind with the with the remnants of the of the Lazarus pit here at the end. What did you think of that?
2: <laughs> I have no problem with it. I know that that might be some of the controversial stuff from the dark side of Titans where they kind of push the envelope of what's morally okay and what's not on this show. We're like the killing and not killing that kind of angle. It kind of reminded me of the whole, it's not technically a mind wipe, but it kind of reminded me of, uh, in the comics that Tana doing the mind wipe to characters. Um, Mm. but I think, you know, with the way this season went and, you know, him learning the, the identities of the bad family, I, I think it works. I, I do. I, I, I think Crane got what he deserved. Uh, is it a little bit of a moral gray area for these characters? Absolutely. But I think that's what makes things interesting when you do stuff like that.
0: See, I like this moment ten times more than I do the the Coriander moment from earlier in the season where she killed the mob, the mob boss.
2: Yeah, you like harping on that. I think they're two different things.
0: <laughs> See, I, I do too, but – I think this was this was a a very um, this was a very clear way of like you said getting away from Crane, knowing the identities and things like that. And also, I mean, Rachel's not going to carry all this, you know, this dark magic from the pit around with her. And you don't want to leave it, <laughs> you know. You obviously don't want to put it back in the Lazarus Pit or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this was comeuppance for Jonathan well, Crane.
2: I mean, you could argue this is colder than what Starfire did. I know she killed somebody, but that was an impulse thing. This was calculated.
0: Oh, it, it absolutely was. But for whatever <laughs> reason, this just worked better for me. And yeah. I, I mean, I just, I, seeing Crane's face, I was like, hell yeah. you.
2: <laughs> no, and I, listen, it's a fun conversation to have. I, I don't have a problem with either one, but I, I like the idea of, to me, I think this—that's the part that I laugh about with the whole no killing thing, because this to me is so much colder than just killing somebody.
0: Yeah, I won't kill you, but I'll mess you up.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I won't kill you, but I'll—I'll I'll make you lose your damn mind for the rest of eternity. Like that's—that's <laughs> that's completely fine, but you I, I can't kill somebody who just killed their son. Yeah, well, I think
0: <laughs> what I think what makes it extremely interesting is—and I'm not saying they will—they may never, you know, broach jonathan crane again on the show but if they wanted to this gives this gives an an open door in my opinion to make crane even more sadistic than he was in this season mm-hmm. if if they ever wanted to go back there so
2: yeah i could see that yeah but and i personally didn't. i wouldn't want them to i think we've gone the gotham route and i don't think we need to again but you're right it, it, it could be like a quick thing maybe like a quick little um trip back to Gotham for some info who knows yeah for sure
0: but yeah that's um is is there anything else you wanted to bring up about the finale before we move on to the season overall
2: no no I'm actually I think we got to get to the uh the season overall because we kind of have been talking about it as we go and I think there's a lot to discuss about um what we want going forward what we might not have you know been crazy about this season so yeah let's get into that
0: Okay, yeah, so there is kind of our look at at the finale. but now, so far as season three as as a whole, um we have some little topics here, so let's get into the first one. Did you have a favorite episode of season three, Joe?
2: So it's hard because you didn't send me these damn questions before we started recording. I'm no,
1: sorry <laughs> no,
2: that's okay um the The episode that stands out to me is episode mm-hmm. three but I can't say it's my favorite.
0: I can't. You, br- you, you cut out just a little bit. Did you say season three or episode three?
2: Right, episode three. Okay. I can't say that that's my favorite, but I think that is the best episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say either, is it episode nine or they're in the uh, uh, purgatory or whatever you want to call it?
0: Uh souls
2: look at the yeah so it's either that one or episode one i love the first episode because i think the first episode has all the fun stuff that i've always wanted from this show it has a great action scene to start all the titans working together minus you know rachel who's still on the mascara and donna who's still quote unquote dead but the that intro is still like one of my favorite scenes of the season. You have some great character work with Barbara and Bruce and Dick. You're introducing Barbara for the first time who I we haven't mentioned. I don't think other than the synopsis Savannah Welch. I, I am so in love with that character as Barbara um, mm-hmm. or that actress as Barbara. She was so good all season. So some of my favorite stuff is just her and Dick talking and, and reminiscing with Bruce. And I, I might have to go with Barbara Gordon. Episode one. I think I think that is my favorite.
0: Okay, and I do wonder: are we going to see much of her going forward? Because they're kind of getting away from Gotham now.
2: Yeah, it's, and yeah, we can get into that with (laughs) what we expect going further. But yeah, I there's a lot of questions with what it's going to mean to go away from Gotham now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, what's your favorite episode? Uh,
0: I am going to go with uh, Episode nine, Souls.
2: I thought you might. I I think that is. Yeah. I think
0: think just from, from character work overall and just, just the weight of that episode and what it meant uh, for the season. And then, you know, Donna and Tim being able to come back. I think it's just, there was, I loved the look of the episode. I liked the, the black and white representation of purgatory because purgatory is very black and white. Um. So yeah, I, I thought it was just the most well done episode. Well, I'll say I think I will agree with you. I think I think season th- or episode three is the best of the season. Um, but I can't make it my favorite just because of what happened at the end. It makes me sad. So,
2: <laughs> and, um, and that's why I figured episode nine would be your favorite because you love uh, you love Hawk so much that I it's, do love Hawk. Yeah. His redemption in that episode and his send-off is so good. And seeing his brother, Donnie, that episode is just so great.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. And episode one, I, I, I will agree with you there. Especially the opening, just seeing the Titans together in costume, fighting, bringing down a villain. It's, yeah, it's it's great. But so far as character work and story overall, yeah, episode nine is, is my favorite. So, um, moving on. Favorite character. Do you have a favorite character from season three?
2: Huh.
0: <laughs> it's a tough one, isn't it?
2: Well, because I think my the most interesting character of the season is Jason. Mm-hmm. I, you didn't specify hero or villain. I, I think I have to go with Jason. and Because I think no matter what was going on this season, if Jason wasn't involved, I was less interested. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is so impressive of the episode of Souls. Is Souls is the only episode that I really loved that Jason wasn't the focal point.
0: Yeah. No, you're right.
2: So I'm I'm going to have to go with Jason. I mean, if I didn't go with Jason, it would be Dick. But I think for me, hands down, Jason was the most interesting part of the season, as he should have been. He was the villain. He was the whole, you know, the whole season worked around Jason.
0: Yeah, um, that's that's a good one to pick. I mean, he is he is pretty much the, the byline throughout the season. Um, but for me, and I don't think this is going to come as any surprise, it's Hank Hall. Uh-huh. Hank Hall is my absolute favorite character uh, of of the show and in this season, especially. Um, and I, the Batman fan in me wants to go with with uh, Brenton Thwaites and, and Nightwing but i think what what sticks out to me about hank hall in this season is first of all how great the performance was from alan Richson, because i think he brought it to a whole nother level in this season um with episode three being the best of this season and it was very hank hall focused and then my favorite being souls and what everything that hank hall meant to that episode and the fact that just outside of the show i enjoyed um, Hank Hall so much that that character made me want to know more about Hawk. So this was the only character that made me want to read comics involving that character that I had never read before. I read Hawk and Dove comics after seeing this season of Titans,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's because of Hank Hall. So yeah, w- without a doubt, and it's funny. I mean, he w- he wasn't in that many episodes of the season, but his impact on the season was so was so great that it, it just makes uh, it makes Hawk my favorite character of the show for this season, anyway.
2: And and isn't that what we want from these shows? Is you want you want to become more interested in these characters that we think we know and we love. And we wanna dive more into the characters that maybe we don't know enough about. And that's what these shows really should do is they should they should work both ways. Where like the comics get us into these shows, but if these shows can get us more invested in comics that we might have like a a little bit of a hole in our knowledge, it, I think that's so great. And that, that really is cool because I don't know much about Hall either. I mean, uh, Hank. In the, uh, in the comics, I've read a little bit. And I remember talking to you when you were reading those issues and how, how different some of the interpretations were. But it's it's definitely cool to to have that impact on you.
0: Yeah, it did. And, and obviously I'm probably a tiny bit biased because I did meet Alan Richson this year. And I think that, that just reinforced it a, a little bit more because he was so great to meet. Um, so it's kind of like expectations and reality colliding there but yeah i i really enjoyed him this season uh but anyway anyway um highlights of season three joe what were the highlights for you
2: um sad to say hank's death is the number one impact moment of the season
0: uh you gotta make me sad
2: i know it's but how (laughs) could you talk about this season without that it's it is without a doubt the number one most impactful moment of the season to me Mm -hmm. um i do think bruce killing joker is a highlight i'm sorry (laughs) call me crazy but i love that twist i love that you know elseworlds what if batman killed joker tangent from the season um every action sequence between nightwing and jason Um, I mean, you could, I, I can imagine you're probably thinking that too. Um, I don't want to take every one of yours. I don't want (laughs) to name, you know, every single highlight. So if you want to name some and then I'll get back to mine, go ahead.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, you've, you've named most of them. Um, yeah, obviously Hank's death was the most jaw dropping and, and shocking moment of the season. So that is definitely a highlight. I'm, I was shocked that they went there. Um, because I don't think we've had a huge character death like that in Titans up to that point. And yeah, it was, it was staggering. Uh, the, the Bruce Wayne moment. Yeah. That was another one, uh, with him killing Joker and yeah, those, those, you could take snapshots of those, uh, Dick or Nightwing and Red Hood fights and they could be splash pages. Those fights were so good. Um, but I think, uh,
2: I know a moment you're forgetting to say, cause you said it to me and you haven't mentioned it yet in the finale. What was your favorite Gar moment in the finale?
0: Favorite. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment when Gar is, is returns to his bat form in the finale of the season. And he's trying to fly into uh, Wayne Manor and just smacks that window as the bat and slides down. It, we were in the middle of Scarathon and I had just recently watched Dracula Dead and Loving It. Uh <laughs> with Leslie Nielsen. And that it just reminded me of that moment where Dracula as a bat smacks the window and it made me laugh so hard. So yeah, thank you for reminding me of that because I almost did forget it.
2: <laughs> and also, is it Ryan Porter or um no, um Ryan Potter. Uh his facial expression <laughs> when he, you know, turns back into human form as he's hanging onto the window, is great. Yeah. I combined Ray Porter and Ryan Potter when I said that. I apologize.
0: <laughs> no, that's that's cool. But yeah, yeah, that moment uh, absolutely. So far as just a little brief comedy, yeah, that that was the moment that made me laugh out loud in the season. Uh, also, I will say, I think the Jonathan Crane dancing scene. was it was great and spooky and just creepy. And I really enjoyed that. So uh, just going back around, uh, were there any more for you?
2: And um, that reminds me of him singing, uh, if I only had a brain in the
1: Mm.
0: finale,
2: that was a little on the nose, but I mean, that's typical for Scarecrow. I think that works really well.
0: That Um, reminded me very much of uh, Jeff Loeb
2: sensibilities. Absolutely. Uh, Other highlights. I mean, man, it's, it's hard because I would love to... I, I like the Starfire killing that, that woman that killed her son. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you know what's funny too is to me the highlights are the controversial stuff. The stuff that sticks out in your brain whether you like it or not, if it makes you discuss it, it's a highlight to me. Like I, Even if you don't like it, that's a part that you're going to remember. Mm-hmm. Um, Superboy using... I loved how they really played with Superboy's uh you know split personality where he had the Lex Luthor side and the um and the Superman side. I, I love that they really did mess with that a lot this year. Um his genius also from Lex Luthor's side was really cool to see when they were kind of coming up with the contraption to, to come up with the the bomb diffusing device for Hank. I thought that mm. was great. There was yeah, that's a, a good one. I think even though some of the characters do kind of get shortchanged, I think everyone this year had their moments. Even, I mean, Rachel had some great moments in the end. Um, I, I mean, all the stuff with Superboy and Blackfire was great. I, I've said, you know, for a while, I think Blackfire was a really pleasant surprise this year. I mm-hmm. did not expect to love her as much as I did.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was very good.
2: And uh, yeah, that's. I mean, highlights. I could go on the whole episode nine, <laughs> the entirety of episode nine, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, and the whole finale. Yeah, there you go.
0: Mm. Nice. Okay, so uh, oh, on the kind of more sour side of things, what were some disappointments in season three?
2: Oh yeah, we should have done that first. Um,
0: we should have. I really should have reversed these, but
2: yeah, disappointments. Honestly this isn't even a disappointment as much as a as a whole titans being this bat family show i think one of the biggest complaints people had is sometimes the non-bat characters kind of got shortchanged. but when you look at the impact jason had on the first two seasons and how you know how popular his character was i think the you know, the showrunners decided, okay, let's make this about Red Hood this season. It kind of changed the trajectory of the show a little bit to focus on Gotham and bring in Barbara. And to me, it's not really a disappointment, but it did kind of lose out on the Titans team angle to focus on more personal issues with Dick and Jason and Barbara. And again, some of the non- You know or some of just the bat family stuff so i i don't know if that really falls into a disappointment as much as a an understanding of maybe some of the critiques of the season but i don't want to make that about i don't want to make that a negative on the season i think it's just a direction they decided to go that maybe took away from what we might get in season four which is more of a traditional titan show in san francisco does that make sense you understand what i'm trying to say there without being too negative
0: no, yeah, I, I get what you're saying.
2: As um, far as the season itself, I I mean Hank's death. <laughs> that's a pretty big disappointment. But I don't think that's a disappointment on the show itself. It's just you don't want Hank to die.
0: No, yeah, yeah, I get that. Um yeah, I don't know that I would consider that a disappointment, um, but it was it was absolutely a sad moment. But I think it was very well done. So Yeah. Uh, disappointments for me, we, you talked about, uh, you talked about Molly kind of being left by the wayside there. Uh, one of, one of my major huge disappointments in the season was the whole Bruce Wayne suicide story kind of Uh, went, it it went nowhere.
2: Yeah, that was weird.
0: Um, that was definitely, that one really baffled me. And I think it was the weakest moment of my favorite episode of the season. Was, I,
2: mean, I don't have a problem with them being suicidal. It just didn't go anywhere. If they would have touched on it more or at least explained, like, your biggest criticism of that episode was Donna just drops there.
0: Yeah, that's where she shows up, and she saves Bruce Wayne, and it's never addressed. Uh, there's There's no explanation as to why that was where she came back or what – you know Bruce's reaction to that was or or how that kind of snapped him out of it or anything like that I kind that was one of the Titans moments that I felt like was was uh on-brand Titans mm-hmm. like the, if, that was one of those things that I see people you know kind of complain about the weak spots of, of prior seasons and even this season and I'm like well yeah that's that is one of those, you mentioned it earlier, that's one of those, the Titans can't get out of their own way.
2: Yeah, it's one uh, of those things that we can't defend. Like, we we love this show, and we we will defend most of its shortcomings, but that's one of those things where not even me and you will try to defend, because there really is no defense for something like that, other than, like, is it an editing issue? Like, are they filming this stuff and just not showing it? Like, what is the deal here? That's what's hard.
0: And I do think it's one of those things where, um, and I don't, I can't speak on this for Titans per se, because I don't know when they finished filming, when everything was finished. I I don't know that answer. Um, But I know it's a thing in some of the DC shows, you see where they start the season and they haven't finished filming yet. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's glaringly obvious when you see moments where you're like, hold on, they didn't they didn't tie up this loose end. They didn't address this. Um, There was a little bit of that in Superman and Lois. And that's one of those things where if that was the case with Titans, if they weren't finished filming or weren't finished um, with the, with the post-production on some of these episodes, when they started that, I can, I can kind of see as that's the case where they forgot, you know, almost, which, which seems like a thing. It shouldn't be a thing in major productions like this. But when you see moments like this, you're like, Uh, Maybe maybe they forgot
2: (laughs) that they did this. Yeah, and like what? They didn't have time for a pickup when they thought that they would be able to? Or – I feel like that's not even a valid excuse because –
0: And I don't want to make that speculation because I don't know. Yeah. So (laughs) – um, but yeah, uh, another major disappointment for me. And if you've listened to this show any at all, and us our coverage of this season,
2: oh yeah, I know where you're going with this.
0: <laughs> scare, it's scarecrow. Just put on the mask,
2: dude. I mean, just. And they did like a makeshift mask in the last episode.
0: Yeah, for a moment, mm-hmm. he had it on for a moment, and it was cool looking. It wasn't as cool as the one that was in the Batcave. Um, but, yeah, they just it, – it baffles me that they went for it um, in season two with Deathstroke. We saw so much of Deathstroke in costume. But I think one of the big complaints of that season was we didn't see the Titans in costume that much. Mm-hmm. And this season they kind of flipped that. We saw the Titans in costume doing the Titans thing a lot. Mm-hmm. But the villain – I mean, and if you want to say, well, Red Hood was more of the villain and we saw him a lot in costume, that's fair. But if you're going to put Scarecrow in the show and you've embraced the villains in the past, embrace him and make him Scarecrow. Put him in the costume. That was a huge and, disappointment for me.
2: Yep. And that, that goes back to what I was saying where if you're not going to embrace Scarecrow as this bonkers Scarecrow, why bother making him the villain? Make Jason the villain, go full out Jason's the villain for the whole season And just leave it at that. But I I don't know. Yeah, yeah. they could have gone a long way with putting him in the mask. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, But I will say, I mean, for the season, there are more highlights than disappointments for me. And I think that's that's what you want in a a season of television. So Uh, but I think we're going to kind of uh, combine these last two. Topics here. So give me your final thoughts on season three and then tell me some things that you'd like to see going forward in season four.
2: So final thoughts on season three. I do think as a whole, it is the strongest season of Titans. Without a doubt. Uh, I had so much fun watching this on a week to week basis. I, I do think because I was so invested in Jason that once Jason started to come back to a more of an antihero or a hero than a villain, I I got less interested in the scarecrow stuff because I I I think Jason was so intriguing that I don't think anything could have compared to that for the way the season wrapped up. But I think they had to do it the way they did it, because Mm -hmm. I think it was the smarter way to tell the story. Uh, I will say for season four, I know a lot of people wanted this season originally to be this before it was you know, announced that they were going to Gotham and doing all this. But I think next season, I want a... Tra- yeah, it, it sounds like... I, it's, I it's a fanboy thing to ask for, I feel like. But I just want a traditional Titans team taking on a Titans villain next year. I think... Because I... This so, might be unfair. So
0: who would be who would be a Titans villain for you?
2: I, and that's the thing, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I will say as far as villains go, Deathstroke is still my number one villain. I mm-hmm. think the Deathstroke stuff in season two was is still my favorite aspect of any Titans season. Mm-hmm. I don't think the season as a whole was better than season three. I think the, but I think so, like I was more interested as Deathstroke as a villain. I think then, well, definitely more than Scarecrow. And I think because we were always kind of teetering on Jason, was he? Isn't he a villain? I would say I, I still think Deathstroke was the better angle to go with as far as a villain. Um. Mm-hmm. For next season, though, who do they go up against? I I would be very intrigued by having a main villain, but I would love to do, like, also maybe Villains of the Week. I know that's, like, a, a critique that a lot of people have of, like, the CW shows is, oh, it's just a Villain of the Week episode. I think on a show like Titans, if they did, like, two or three Villain of the Week episodes in a 13-episode season, I think that could be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, because I don't read enough Titans comics, I don't know who you do as the villains. Other than like, I would love for them to find a way to bring Slade back. I don't even care how they do it. Just bring him back somehow. I don't think they're going to, but I would love it. Hmm. Um, and I I honestly have no idea how they would, because he's clearly dead, but (laughs) I, I, Almost selfishly, I'd be like, I don't know, just come up with some stupid reason to say he wasn't dead and we lied. I don't know, but I just loved him so much that I would, I would want, I wouldn't, I would be open to anything. Um, but yeah, I don't even know what I would want as far as a villain goes for season four. I just, I want more of, you know, the Titans as a team we've spent three seasons i know this is a big critique of the show i feel like storytellers are always interested in the hero's journey and i i applaud that i respect that as a storyteller that that's what they want to tell where i feel like fans are to the point now where we're like yeah we we know you want to keep telling the hero's journey but we just want to see the heroes be heroes Mm -hmm. and i think now three seasons in you're still telling these heroes journeys of each of these characters. And I think we've gotten really good stories of these characters growing into their roles. Next season, I want to see them be the team.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I'll, I'll get into that in a second. But so far as my final thoughts on season three, I absolutely think this is the best season they've done yet. Um, it is, I mean, I know you mentioned things about season two that you, you liked better, even though you think season three is the best season. Um, I think the season three is my favorite of the three. Uh, I think they did a lot of great character work in this season. And I think uh, we said goodbye to some people that I didn't expect to, um, but they, they did it so well that I, I can't critique that. Um, I think it did have some speed bumps but there's no perfect show out there. Uh, there's there's things in every TV show, even the ones that, that rack up at the Emmys and things like that, that you can critique. And is there more of it here? Maybe. Um, but overall, I mean, just for for this world, I get invested when when I go into the world of Titans. and uh, this season, and maybe it's maybe part of it is the way we've covered it this year. It's been a lot of fun talking between, you know, us, Um, and doing these episodes on the show and it's just been a really engaging adventure. And I, I, I see the critique you had about the, the, the hero's journey. And to a point I agree with that, but I do think there was a lot more team focused aspects to season three. I do think they were very much more of a team than they were in seasons one and two. Um, and I enjoyed the the parts of obviously, I mean, this is this season was very Batman heavy, and I am a gigantic Batman fan, so that works for me. Um, there's a lot of things I think they can improve on in the future, uh, but so far as the trajectory of the show, I think they they're they're on the right path. They did a lot of very good things in season three, uh, and it makes me look forward to season four and things that I would like to see so far as going forward and and season four. I do. I I didn't think about it before you said it, Joe, but I I do like the villain of the week idea. I think it would almost give – I've been watching a lot of Young Justice lately. I think it would give you almost that kind of Young Justice feel where you see them taking on someone different and working as a team every week. That would be fascinating to me. But also kind of just an overarching narrative of the season – I think it would be a cool idea if they kind of took the approach of this season and worked it into the to the seasons upcoming. Like this season was very Gotham and Batman heavy. I would be very intrigued to see maybe next year maybe next season maybe it's a very Superman heavy season. And we get a lot more superboy and the conflict between, you know, the Lex Luthor side and the Superman side and maybe they take maybe the big bad of season 4 is a Superman villain. Or, you know, someone maybe which I can't really do it with Donna cuz it seems like they're kind of moving her away from the main main core characters, but yeah, I I think it would be fascinating to see kind of a um another big bad from the world that we know because obviously they're going to want to lean into recognizable characters and i don't know how many recognizable villains the titans really have so and, and people could be throwing stuff at you know throwing shade at us right now for not knowing more titans villains but yeah well, we are um,
2: admittedly a batman fan first and you yeah, know, that's why we are you know a little bit more favorable to this season because it is such a batman heavy season and arguably i think dr light and deathstroke are their biggest villains and unfortunately they're both gone
0: yeah they are
2: and Um, trigon trigon was always a big villain so you can't really go down that rabbit hole anymore unfortunately and i I think most people weren't crazy about the trigon stuff but i'd be completely fine with bringing trigon back somehow
0: yeah I, i would too and I mean, he's still—I mean, there's still that threat because he is contained within Raven. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, let me ask I you like, this:
2: I like the Lex Luthor angle. I think that would be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I do too. Because I, I mean, I just told you that I've been—I've um, been watching, you know, a lot of Young Justice, and I think one of the very cool aspects of season one of Young Justice was um, the way that Superboy was being pulled. You know, there was that Lex Luthor angle where he was trying to, you know, corrupt Superboy, as it were. So that would be interesting to see in live action. I want to ask you this, though. This is not something that I want to see next year because I, I, I agree with you. I think uh, seeing the them just as a team, just a pure Titans team is what I want to see next year. But in the future, maybe season five, if we get there. What would you think of them kind of doing a, a Judas contract season?
2: I would be all for it. I think the hard part is they kind of did that with season two.
0: Yeah, I, but they I think – kind it, of I,
2: used Rose as the – a combination of Rose and Tara.
0: So you think it would be too similar?
2: Yeah, because I think that's kind of what – and we've seen so much Judas contract – between young justice we got the animated film we did have kind of a, a play on that oh well you you haven't gotten to season three of young justice yet
0: i um, am in season three
2: okay i don't know how far you are if you've gotten to well yeah because m- the markovs are introduced early in the season i don't know if you know that that is tara um, um so i i don't think again if It'd be hard to do a Judas contract thing without deathstroke. Um, mm. but I wouldn't be opposed to it because I think Tara is a a cool character to bring in. But I do think it might be a little too similar to Rose. I think they could go I think it'd be like there's too many stories to to tell that are different,
0: yeah. Well, and and to be honest with you, I didn't even think about how close season two was to that. So, yeah, scrap that. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so far as season four, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'd like to see uh, just a pure Titans team. Um, and I think a lot of people would like that.
2: But I think you know, we want to see Tim Drake suit up as Robin. Oh,
0: absolutely. I think that's kind of a foregone conclusion.
2: <laughs> and to add to that, I would love to see um, if they somehow incorporate spoiler into maybe the Titans. Uh, Maybe Mm. introduce spoiler because I love her relationship with Tim. Um,
0: And also maybe, maybe a little bit more of that uh, Roy Harper talk.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: So, but anyway, guys, that is, uh, that is our look at Titans season three. Um, Joe, I'm, I'm a little sad. We're not going to be covering Titans for, for a while now.
2: Yeah. Um, well I will cheer you up a little bit I don't know if you saw On a little bit of a tangent Superman and Lois airs uh, season 2 in January I saw okay. I, am, I am stoked <laughs> I forgot to text you um,
0: Unfortunately so we, that's we, not really Batman related so.
2: No it's not We're not going to be covering that But I, it's something to to you know occupy our time um, Yeah it's going to be weird Not having this show to cover But uh, you know We have plenty of other stuff to keep us busy And yeah, I, I'm looking forward to season four. I'm looking forward to, I mean, crap, we got the Batman film in four months now.
0: And that's going to be a lot of fun to cover, the the ride going forward to, to get to the Batman. Um, But anyway, guys... I appreciate you you guys going along with us uh, through this Titans adventure. And the question I want to know from you guys. So reach out to the show either on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or by our email. Let us know what you thought of us covering the season of Titans. Let us know if it's something you're interested in for for other shows. Uh, give us feedback and thoughts on what you what you'd like to see maybe in this vein or maybe you didn't like it. Maybe you don't want us to do this anymore. Just let us know. Um, But how
2: uh, long we are for loving the show because uh.
0: (laughs) we're gonna get into that in a moment. (laughs) But anyway, um, yeah. So so guys, let us know what you think about this kind of episodic uh, coverage we've been doing, and let us know if it's something you're interested in going forward. But anyway, um, moving on before we wrap up the show, we have a few uh, questions. We have a question that uh, Jared Boots messaged us, and then we have an email. So that I kind of thought this question was intriguing. And I think Joe did too. So we asked Jared if we could share the question on the show and kind of talk about it here. So in regards to our The Batman versus Dracula episode that we did for for Halloween a couple weeks ago, Jared asked, uh, he said, with Batman not being able to be subdued by Dracula so far as the mind control and things like that, do you think the same could be said for the Green Lantern as well, since uh, both Batman and, and Green Lantern kind of represent willpower? So, Joe, what do you think? Do you think um, do you think Dracula would be able to have a hold over Green Lantern?
2: I'm going to – see, I'm no fun with these questions because I'm going to answer whether the writer dictates it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's kind of how these things work, which I think uh, – Kind of takes the fun out of it, where people argue about this stuff, because really the writer can do whatever they want. But as far as if it were me writing it, uh, I think absolutely. If Batman can show the willpower to to fight against that that stronghold from Dracula, then absolutely, I think a Green a Green Lantern should definitely be able to do that.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's it's a fascinating but question.
2: Got like some yellow glow to him or something.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so it is a fascinating question, uh, It's one I had never thought of. Um, I do think because Green Lantern is is known, you know, for his willpower. Uh, I I think that is a very intriguing uh, thought, Jared. And I kind of agree with Joe. I mean, obviously, it's up to the it's up to the creative team that's creating the story. It's kind of like when you see these uh these fights between major characters. Who's going to win? Well, it kind of depends on who the writer wants to win. Um, But I I do think it's, it's fascinating. And I do think uh, you can go that route with green Lantern. But as I told Jared in our, in our kind of chat there, and I will suggest to the listeners, if you're curious about this without spoiling anything, I would suggest that you pick up the current series. That's going the the maxi series that's going right now, DC versus vampires, because funnily enough, the very first issue may or may not broach this subject. So uh, yeah, I would suggest everybody check that out if you're as curious as, as Jared was about this. So I hope that uh, I hope that kind of answers what you were asking, Jared. But go, moving on to our email here, we got an email from Jeff who messaged us earlier this year, and that's uh, jeff1268 at gmail.com. He said, hey, guys. Still loving the show, although I'm not eligible for the giveaway, dot, 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 sad. Uh, So, sorry, Jeff, you must be international. Um, But he says, I do need to ask, though, how do you guys stay so positive? I have not enjoyed Titans nearly as much as you guys have. I actually gave up before the end of the season. It's strange to hear such positive perspectives when I just can't get into it. I commend you guys for it, though thanks guys. Keep up the good work, Jeff. Okay, so Joe, um, we were kind of we've asked ourselves uh, this year will, you know, between you and I messaging back and forth, we've asked ourselves this year, are are we too positive on things? Uh, um, are we too forgiving of of things that we love? So what do you think, Joe, how how do we stay so positive?
2: Well, well, thank you for the email, Jeff. And I will say this. I've even asked Eric, like, I really hope I don't come off as disingenuous when I'm so positive because I, I really do just like to enjoy this stuff. I don't want to harp on the negative. I find the positive in everything. I kind of try to do that just in life in general. I am a very positive person. Um, I will say this, though, Jeff. First of all, I commend you because you stopped watching. Mm. too many damn people and i want to thank all the people that hate this show but still watch it every week because that's why we're getting a season four so (laughs) yeah too many damn people watch it every week just to torture themselves which i don't understand um so jeff i will say that like (laughs) if you don't like it don't torture yourself if there's nothing wrong with not liking something um Mm -hmm. i i just we live in an age where we have so much stuff that we can pick and choose to watch why waste your time watching something you don't like and Mm -hmm. i will say this jeff yes we are very positive with this show but there are shows that i don't watch because i don't like it i just don't want to talk about stuff that i don't like like if we didn't like titans we wouldn't be covering it each week or if eric liked it and i didn't i would probably tell eric um i really just don't want to do that anymore and we've been honest with that and eric has known me you know long enough to know that that's kind of how i feel with stuff and um we were supposed to have a guest tonight that decided not to come on because he wasn't crazy about the season
0: um uh, to be to be clear he didn't say he wouldn't come on it just <laughs> it just seems like <laughs> it, it seems like to wasn't about it yeah, it seemed to me it wasn't something he wanted to talk about. So Yeah,
2: cuz I I actually said to Eric, um I would have per- I wouldn't have minded having someone with a different perspective come on and talk to us because I I don't have a problem with people not liking the show at all. And I just I'm also the type of person where if you like something, I'm never going to try to convince you to not like it because I want I would never take that away from somebody. I don't, and I don't want anyone never taking that away from me. Like if I like something, don't try to convince me to not like it because I don't want to listen to that. I, I just want to, I would rather be blindly ignorant and think a show is amazing. If for some reason a show doesn't resonate with me, then I just, it's okay. Like I, I have so many other things that I can watch. I, I, it's unfortunate because that we used to live in a time where we'd, there'd be like two or three shows for us to watch and we would watch them and, whether they were good or not, we had to like them or had to watch them. We're That's now, all we had. <laughs> yeah. We're now, there are shows that I used to love and they're just not up to par with the rest of the stuff that I enjoy. So unfortunately I don't keep up with them. There are shows that I actually really do enjoy that I just can't keep up with anymore. So I, I mean, to, just just to, to make that question longer than it really needed to be. I just, I do love these characters. I think that helps a lot because I'm so amazed that we've gotten three seasons of a show, a live action Titan show that I still remember being so excited when we saw the first trailer. And I've just, I've enjoyed this ride since day one. You know, we, we've talked about the DC universe app a lot and I loved that app. I was a huge defender of that streaming service from day one. And if you, when everyone was critiquing that app and saying, it's never going to last, it's never going to last. The fact that these shows are still going is, is even more amazing to me because I do love them and I'm just happy that we're getting them. And Mm -hmm. I, and I do genuinely like these shows. I mean, yeah. Do I, do I admit that there are definitely some things that aren't perfect and I get why it's not for everybody and that's okay. But I, I do genuinely like them and, if if I if I didn't like them, you wouldn't hear me talk about them. That's really what it is.
0: Yeah, and and I, I will I will add to that and say that you know, we could be you know kind of more on the trendy side of things and just just bash the show just to, to fit into what what some other people may think of it, but. I'm gonna kind of paraphrase something I heard from from a from a YouTuber not long ago. Um, it, when you when you do this kind of thing, when you do a podcast or a blog or or a YouTube channel or anything like that, the only responsibility you have to your audience is to be honest, because that's all you got. So, I mean, we genuinely enjoy and like this show. So that's. That's you know, that's kind of the only thing we can give you is our honest opinion, and everything you've gotten out of this out of this show this year is our honest opinion. And I'm so glad that you sent this email specifically in time for this episode. Now that we're covering the finale of season three of Titans, because yeah, um, there's some people that this show is not for, and if if that's you, I'm sorry that sucks. I I, I wish you enjoyed it as much as we did. Um, but yeah, for us, I mean, it's just it's just about being honest and telling you our true one hundred percent honest thoughts. So that that's it, man. Uh, we we actually just really enjoy it. And I'm sorry that you don't. That sucks, man. but I do appreciate the email. Thank you. And, and so far as the um, the holiday giveaway, I'm very sorry. Like I said, I don't know where you're from, Jeff, but you must be international if you're not eligible. And those shipping costs are a killer, man. And that's that's the reason I can't I can't go outside of the United States for it. But I do appreciate your support. Uh, you've messaged us a few times now, and th- thank you for continuing to listen. It means a yeah. lot to us.
2: And I also want to ask Jeff, if you could let us know if you were listening to our bonus episodes. I, I really curious, like, cause if I didn't watch the show, I probably wouldn't listen to our podcast on it. But if you did, we really appreciate that. And I, you, it must be driving you nuts listening to them that we're so positive, but um, I'd really love to hear that. And honestly, for me too, I want to just specify, I'm not a critic. I don't want to be a critic. I have no interest in breaking down these episodes from a critical eye. I am a fan. I only look at these things on the most surface level possible. If I dive into things, it's because I enjoy it. I'm going to dive into the things I enjoy. I am not going to critique a show and try to find inconsistencies. They have to be obvious inconsistencies for me to really find them. (laughs) and that's it's is it ignorance i will be the first to admit i am very ignorant with characters that i enjoy
0: oh yeah there's and no doubt as joe said we're, we're not critics um i mean we can be critical of things but we're not uh we're not professional critics or anything like that we're just dc fans we we enjoy visiting the world of dc but having said that we are not. We are not without. You know those things that we're not positive on one hundred percent. Everything that comes out that's comic book related. Um, Joe can attest to this. We just had a thirty minute conversation before we started recording today about um, a movie that I was very excited for and went and saw and was extremely disappointed in. But I don't feel the need to focus on things that are disappointing or that I don't like. So, I mean, if, if you hear critiques on the show, it's going to be a 100% honest, that's how we feel. Um, but I'm not going to dwell on things that I don't like because I've just got better things to do with my time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, is that where you're at? Joe?
2: Oh, definitely. And, and the movie that Eric saw that he was disappointed, I hadn't seen yet. So, and he knew I was excited for it and he didn't want to, you know, damper my or dampen my expectations or or anything like that but so we had like a nice conversation about it and trying to find like and it's very possible i could love the movie i, I mean we really don't know most of the time we see things out of eye but there are things that we disagree on and i'm sometimes more forgiving of things than he is but yeah it's it's about i i take a lot of pride in not enjoying bashing things i am not gonna just you know Sarcastically bash another show Or another movie While we're talking about Titans Like mm-hmm. I, I just don't I don't take any joy in that And I just Yeah that's that's really what it comes down to Because I, I guess I have I have had past experiences Where I have actually loved the movie And then like been told I wasn't supposed to like it And it actually affected My enjoyment of that film going further Mm -hmm. And I don't, I would never want to have that. And I've tried to, you know, not let that affect me going forward. And I would never want to be the reason to affect someone else's enjoyment of something, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But um, anyway, Jeff, thank you for the email. Thank you for the question. Um, And I'm glad you're still, again, glad you're still listening, even though you're kind of baffled by (laughs) by how positive we are on the show but thank you for for being a listener we we appreciate it so much and uh joe i really appreciate you being here being my uh, my co-host so uh thank you for coming back and tell everybody where they can find you
2: well, yeah. Thank you for uh, letting me, you know, jump on this ride for Titans this season. This has been such a blast to cover. You know, 13 episodes of a third season of Titans. It's just amazing that we've gotten to this point. And uh, yeah, I can't wait till when we do finally get season four. Um, you know, hopefully we'll be still covering it week to week. So, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram as j 11 on Facebook as Joe Forno. And uh, yeah, thank you for sending in that email. Uh, you know, thank you to everyone who has been listening through these, uh, you know, these these episodes we've done at Titans. This wasn't even a planned thing, but we've really just had so much fun covering it from week to week. So thank you, everyone, for for joining in.
0: Very nice. And if you'd like to find myself on social media, my personal accounts can be found on Instagram and Twitter at mecarter89. That's M E Carter 89. The show can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TFRBatPod. And again, our email is TFRBatPod at gmail.com. So if you'd like to send us an email like Jeff did, we will read it on the show. If you take a moment out of your day to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, it really helps the show. It helps us gain exposure. And currently, if you do so now and you follow the rules, you can be entered for our TFR Holiday Giveaway. With that, that was our Season 3 wrap-up of Titans. We thank you for going along the ride with us. And until we talk to you next time, make sure you keep that bat signal lit and pointed skyward. was created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. The Fire Rises, a Batman podcast, is in no way associated with AT&T, Warner Brothers, or DC Comics. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are solely theirs and do not represent the companies that they work for. Thank you for listening.
1: Coming here wasn't my idea. Can you forgive me? But you can't forgive me was a time when that would have been true, Jason, but we've all crossed lines, starting with me. I did things I can't come back from. Do you want to come back? Here? No. That life is over. What life is next. I don't know. The fear that you felt, I refuse to see it because it's something that you and I share.
2: It held sway over us, but fear is a bad mentor.
1: I wish I'd have the strength to help you. When you killed the Joker, did you do that for me? Yes, I did. Thank you.